Welcome to Moment in Ministry, hosted by Pastor Steve Dameron. So we're here with Robert Mickey. We talked some about youth, and so now we're going to kind of turn it towards uh, church members, pastors, uh, the church itself, and thinking about mission. So in our youth session, we he brought up the idea of uh, a parent, family, taking a missions trip. So on my side, it's something God had burdened me with as far as the church. And so we've tried to put things in the calendar and then talk to folks about, hey, these are missions trips that you can take. And one thing is in talking to missionaries, because sometimes as a church you think, oh, well, you know, we got to organize this. And then all of a sudden you got 40 people. Mm-hmm. And so I've talked to missionaries like, um, okay, thanks for bringing 40 or 50 people. And that's really hard. So actually a smaller group has, has, has been easier in talking to missionaries. So explain a little bit about that as, as far as, okay, so you only have six or 10 people. Um, and some of the, maybe some of the details there, just, just quickly, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot for the missions, for the trip. missions trip. You know, missions trips, of course, there's a lot of things that go into missions trips. Yes. And uh, of course, larger groups, there's more things yes. that go into it than smaller groups. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of planning that goes on with missions trips as far as, you know, lodging, you yes. know, where are people going to stay? Yes. Because that's always a big expense. And yeah. one thing that people are always looking at in missions trips is, okay, the cost involved. Yes. And uh, so uh, the larger the group, the more housing that you need. Yes. Um, there's also transportation. Yeah. The larger the group, the bigger vehicle you, yeah. you have yeah. to use. And with bigger vehicles, there's a lot more expense yes. than with smaller vehicles. But but more than that, I think when the group is smaller, yeah. family size, uh, people don't feel left out. You, you, you can relate with them. You can talk to them one-on-one. You can answer yeah. their questions. They don't get lost in the crowd. Yep. And I think that on a missions trip, the tendency would be because things are so different. Cultures are different. People to withdraw within themselves, to get lost yeah. in, in what's going on because there's so many people that, that, that they don't have to do anything or they don't have to be involved or answer questions. And so in a smaller group, it causes people to come out of their shell. Yes. And uh, you, you can take the time to maybe uh, uh, deal with certain certain aspects that would interest a smaller group yeah. versus the larger group. Yeah. All right. So that's helpful. So then let's turn it towards a pastor. A pastor's thinking about maybe himself coming or a group. Um, uh, probably you have an idea in your mind uh, as far as lead time. Um, uh, how much is preferable as somebody on the mission field? <laughs> how much is preferable? You know, I think preferable is as long notice as possible, right? Because you know, most missionaries that I know are very busy yes. in the ministry, and it's not that they can't handle a visitor in the business of the ministry, but it has to be planned properly, right? And um, it's difficult sometimes to drop something to take care of a visitor because you didn't know they were coming. And sometimes, sometimes you just—I understand that visitors don't know it. They that they've just decided to spur the moment or yeah. the opportunity came up, and and that's okay. But you wanna you wanna be able to plan properly. Right. Okay, so you brought something up, and I thought it was funny. So you're saying that missionaries don't just sit on the field waiting for guests to come. <laughs> All right, so if that's so, that's true. But then let's turn that to a pastor. So, and we were talking at lunch about this. It's 
I think, vital that then pastors get to come over to missions field just for what you were saying. Yes. All right, and so let's turn it towards that. What are some benefits that you've seen of a pastor coming to visit? Okay. And just what are, what are some things that at the end of the at the end of the trip they're like, oh wow. Right. What are a couple of kind of big lessons that are there? I think when it comes to a missions trip, an important thing to remember is there's benefits on both sides. There's benefits for the missionary family or the work uh -huh. that you're visiting, uh, yeah. and there's benefits for the pastor. Mm -hmm. If I can address both of those okay, very quickly. Okay, why don't we do that? The benefits, I think, for one thing, for the missionary or the work that he's involved in, is for the churches on the mission field to see there are people who believe like we believe mm. all over the world. Yeah, We're not the only church that believes like yeah. this. There are other people. And they hear, they hear the same things from a different voice. Yeah. It's very beneficial. But I would also say, though, that for a pastor coming over, um, taking a missions trip, I think it's very vital for a pastor to truly understand missions. Yes. Um, you know, it, it, it's with anything that you do. Studying for an exam is one thing. But after you pass the exam to be a doctor, yeah. you have to go out and get the experience. The experience is everything. Yeah. And uh, pastors may know some things about missions because they've studied it in school and they've yeah. talked to people. But until they go and actually experience it firsthand, they have no idea. Sometimes pastors can be critical of a missionary because they don't understand yeah. what's happening on the mission field and uh, they, they're only comparing it to what they know. Yeah. And so they can they can, they can uh, go to the mission field and find out how difficult it is to live. Yeah. How difficult it is for the wife to take care of the home. Yeah. And the fact that she's juggling taking care of the home and homeschooling yeah. children, right. not because necessarily that's what she wants to do, but that's the only option for yeah. her to train her children properly. Yeah. And also being involved in the ministry and also all those things. And a pastor can come over and see that firsthand and say, wow, I understand better what a missionary wife is going through or what missionary kids are going yep. through than I did before. They they can they can feel the culture a little bit. Yes. Because one of the most difficult things living on the mission field, no matter what mission field that you're going to, is the cultural differences. Yeah. You can even go to as a westerner to another western world country and there are cultural differences and it weighs on you. But when you go to the mission field and you visit and you feel that cultural difference, and along with that cultural difference, you've got the language differences a lot of times. And then you have the, what, what, I, what I say would be the religious cultural differences. You know, here in the U.S., things have changed so much, we understand that. But yeah. we also know our heritage. Yeah. We also know that, that we can find Bible preaching churches yeah. if we want to. Yeah. We can find people who believe like we believe. But you go to a lot of countries and true Christians are so much in the minority that there is an oppression by Satan. Yeah. Satan does not want territories that he has gripped yep. for time immemorial that he doesn't want to let go. Yeah. And, 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 and that pressure weighs on you. And a pastor comes over and he, he sees that and it gives him a better understanding of what a missionary goes through. And it helps him to be able to pray better yeah. And it helps him to be able to uh, uh, teach his people better. And it also helps him to be able to uh, uh, look for future missionaries 
that the church is going to support because he understands better what a missionary is supposed to do. Yeah. So you brought up pastor coming over and the helps that it can be for him. Okay. So one thing you mentioned is prayer. Yes. So one final thing that I was thinking for a church, pastor, even a family as a, as a missionary, what are a couple of things that you could say, if you're going to pray for me, here are two or three things that please remember this every time you pray for me. That's a really good question. I would say at the top of the list is pray for my family. Satan attacks families. We know that. Yeah. But when you add the fact that you're on a third and a missionary yeah, right. on a third world country yeah. with different culturals and different pressures and financial pressures, um, and you add all these things together in a family, um, you have a mixed for a very uh, possible uh, terrible situation because um, Satan wants to destroy the home. And I've seen many missionary families that have never lasted on the mission field because of the pressure of the home. Um, I've seen in my own life how Satan wants to use things yeah. to bring a disagreement between myself and my wife oh. or to uh, uh, bring something into our life that would cause our marriage not to be what it ought to be. And I think those things are magnified yeah. on the mission field much more than they are here. Good. Because on the mission field, you can't go knock on your pastor's door. Yeah, right. And on the mission field, sometimes you don't even know if your pastor is going to understand. Yeah. Because you're facing a cultural issue yes. that he's never faced. Yeah. And although you should still go to your pastor yes. and you should still reach out for that help. There's that 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 feeling or that temptation not to because you don't think they're really going to understand. Yeah. And I think number one for any missionary, you should pray for that family for okay. your family. And uh, secondly, I think any missionary wants fruit that remains. Yeah. I didn't go to the mission field to build a church, to get a little bit of notoriety and a little bit of praise and leave and die and the church fall apart to nothing. Yeah. I want fruit that remains. Yeah. And the truth is, if there's going to be fruit that remains, then there has to be uh, national believers yes. that remains. And I think one thing that Satan uses on the mission field is he, he does everything he can to not only cause division in the family, but because to cause division between the national and the missionary. Yeah. You're coming from two different cultures, coming from two, diff two different parts of the world, uh, two different, uh, totally different understanding on the ways to look at things. And oftentimes I found that missionaries, without even understanding they're doing it, can have a superior attitude yeah. Yeah. above the national. And the truth is, is that it shouldn't be that way. Uh, we should work together as teams um, in the ministry. And that's something that I've strived for so much in our ministry uh, in Africa. When I look at the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul, he was never a lone ranger. He always had help. He always went on his journeys with people. But what I find interesting from the Apostle Paul 
is most of the time his team were those people he led to the Lord, yeah. those people he trained, those people he worked with. Not that, that, that there wasn't anybody that ever from outside of that came alongside of him, but mostly. And that's because he had a great relationship with those people. And I think as missionaries, uh, uh, that's what we need. And myself, if people are going to pray for me, yeah. uh, that would be at the top of my list, that, that my relationship with the Nationals and their relationship with me would be strong. Well, that's good. So two things, just to recap. Family and fruit that remains. Appreciate you taking time to be with us. Yeah. This is Robert Mickey, missionary to Kenya, and this has been a moment in ministry. Mm -hmm.